glad you're breathing. Huh? <laughs> I'm glad to be breathing tonight. Amen. I'm going to sing you a little something if I can. I don't know where I did with the words to it. Some of these parts of this song I'm not going to sing because I don't agree with every word that every song is written down. But uh, can I do this without wrecking something? Okay. Sometimes I just play the, I think the Lord gave me the gift to play the piano just because I can, I need to play it to worship him because I don't play it enough to make it entertaining and I'm not really trying to make it entertaining because that's it's as unto him if I, I guess I would be doing it for the world was for entertainment but I'm not doing it for the world if I do it at all and that was my instructions when the Lord gave it to me use it for me, use it for me only and no other reason I have a hard time playing any kind of music other than this gospel music or religious music because it don't seem right. I've got some things going off in my spirit. Hallelujah. I want to, want to follow that. I tell you, it wouldn't take us too much to get caught up into the heavenlies tonight. Amen. I mean, he's here. Aren't you glad he's here? Amen. Praise God. His presence really wonderful presence. It's a sweet Sweet anointing, the very presence of God. Chains are broken, the captive set free. Anointing God. I wouldn't want to do anything without the anointing. It's a sweet, sweet anointing. The very presence of God. Set free, oh hallelujah, when that sweet anointing comes. Help me sing it, would you? Sweet, sweet anointing of the Sweet, 
key here. I woke up singing this song this morning. Just, I don't know why. Sometimes I wake up that way and I'm glad for the truth of it anyway. I feel, that's not the right key for me. I can see that right now. I that's not yet right either. Let's go up a little bit higher. Hallelujah. Somebody say higher. Look at your neighbor and say we're going to go higher tonight. Amen. I feel the touch, I may have a do high now, of hands so kind and tender. They're leading me in paths that I must try. beside me thank God he does and I'm sheltered in the arms of God so let the storm clouds rise and the clouds rise they don't kind of talks about dying. I'm not too I'm going to watch y'all talk about that. I've come too close to it too many times so that's why I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not that I mind. I, I believe that when I die and leave this body I'll go to be with the Lord. Amen. But I'd like to stay around just a little bit longer and work on the devil some. And Like Brother Hall used to say, shut the door and lock it. Don't let him out. We want to work him over real good tonight. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love you, Lord. Now, I'm just going to worship you. You can get in on it. You can do what you want to. I'm just going to have a little time here, okay? I'm kind of, when you drive a couple hundred miles to get up here, you're not real sanctified. In fact, you might be closer to be cranktified. 
Amen. Praise God. So I kind of got to get, I got to detox and warm up here. <laughs> I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. I know you know it, so you can help me. To worship you, oh my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound. church down in Oklahoma years ago. It was bad, dude, buddy. And I, I'm talking about the music. It was so bad, I don't think any of them sang the same key. They have a Missouri term, at least I've heard someone from Missouri call it, hoochowing. That's kind of what it sounded like. And you can, of course, tell them I'm not, I'm not such a hot piano player now, but I, I just was beginning to learn some things then. Had an old piano sitting over in the corner. And boy, was I going to learn something too. Well, I'm going to go over and get that piano in one key. Maybe we'll all at least sing one key. It won't sound too bad. I mean, I don't even think a devil could have stood around and took that. It would drove him crazy. I hit the keys on it and went down and never did come back up again. But I tell you, I learned something. I really learned something. Sometimes it's not necessarily in the methodical sound and the beauty of it but it's in the heart that that's what God looks at. That was one of the greatest revivals I ever had. One of the greatest revivals I ever had in that little old church and they never did get in the right key. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I know he loves it because it comes from the heart. Amen. And he loves love that comes from the heart. Lip service doesn't do much for God, but heart worship, sometimes even silent, heart worship is better than loud mouth worship. Amen. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship
more time, do it to him, would you? Oh, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul, It's the only part of this song I know. One of these days, I'm going to look into those eyes of mercy that washed over me when I prayed. I'm going to touch that nail-scarred hand, hallelujah, that gently brushed my tears away oh yes I'm going to thank him for each drop of precious blood that flowed from Calvary I'm going to see Jesus for he died for me Well, I'm going to look into those beautiful eyes of mercy and watch over me when I pray. I'm going to touch that nail-scarred hand that gently brushed all my tears away. I'm going to thank him for each drop of precious blood that flowed from Calvary. I'm going to see Jesus. I'm going to see Jesus. I can't wait to see Jesus. Oh, he died for me. Amen. Would you lift your hands to him tonight and praise him? Hallelujah. Glory be to God forever. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Hallelujah. Mendristi sabrikeso, sabrikeso renda mositia suta. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, hallelujah. Could we stand up on our feet tonight? Hallelujah. And the Bible said we ought to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah to the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. You know, that's a living reality. It is a living reality. I don't know how you think and how your thought patterns are about things, but with me, I know one of these days I'm going to stand before Him. I'm going to give account for everything I've ever done, ever said, ever thought. And the older I get, to, the more of a reality that becomes because, you know, if Jesus tarries, I'm, I'm planning on living as long as I possibly can talk Him into letting me live. Uh, I don't want to live a day beyond the perfect will of God uh, for my life. But uh, I'll think about when I'm going to face him. Exactly how it is going to be. I mean, you can roll that over in your mind. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll all experience it. Maybe some more so than others. I don't know. But boys, there'll be a lot of things that are going to come to the surface. That you wish you'd have done different, thought different, said different. I'm trying to be a little more careful about what I do and say now. Uh, you know. And I, I, but I'm going to see him. I told him, I said, Lord, I'm glad you recognize me. Because the way sometimes I act, I'm not sure if I'd know you. But uh, I believe we will. I believe we will because the word said, we'll know as we're known. Yes. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm, I think that one of the things that could mean is you're going to know exactly how you are. And you're going to know he knows. What a happy thought, right? Yeah, yeah it is scary and beyond. Well, Father Jesus, I'm so glad you're full of mercy. And there's nobody like you. I'm glad when we even give up on ourselves, you never give up on us. And I'm glad for the everlasting love of God and the mercy of God that endures forever. And I believe we, because of the shed blood, can stand before you on that day and say we have nothing to declare of our own, but we declare that we are the righteousness of God because you have made us that way. Yes. And we thank you for it. We accept that tonight. It's difficult for our minds to comprehend that, but in our heart of heart we know that we are what you said we are. And we thank you for that in the name that's above every name tonight. Let your name be glorified. Help us to go through this, what you've given us tonight, and expedite the truths that you once said. Say no more, no less, but exactly what the Spirit of God once said. And may all be done for the glory of God in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Look at your neighbors and we'll get something. How about you while you're sitting down? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just going ahead and do that because I'm. Uh, got anything? Okay. Hallelujah. I uh, didn't bring much of our our product table, but I did. I got some new stuff, and I, I'm not much of an advertiser, but I like this. This is pretty good, actually. I don't know how come I picked up the wrong one here, but let's just see what I've got. I'm missing something. What did I do? I'm missing one somewhere. I don't know what to do with it. Well, it's all right. Find me the one with the squirrel on it. <laughs> Somebody does my graphics, put one with the squirrel on it. But, uh, and I, I should have two of them there. I don't know if I just didn't pick up one. I do, yeah. This is called the spirit of offense. It's just a modified, just a modified version. I said, how come you put a squirrel on a thing? He said, well, he did kind of look like he's offended. <laughs> I had somebody call me a squirrel one time, but 
I won't make any comment about it, but I do have a comment to make about it. Uh, but anyway, I think you might find that interesting. Everything's going to CD, and you get you know get a lot of it's a little bit better quality, and hopefully these are okay and turned out. If you happen to get one that's not good, uh, call somebody else. Don't call me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I didn't bring much. I just brought a couple of each one of these. This one, Faith Works by Love. I'm sure pastors probably preach similar to that sometimes. That's, that's a truth. That's a scripture. You cannot get. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, about faith. It's knowing God, Dr. Summerall used to say. That's a relationship thing. That's a love thing going on between you and God. And when you know He loves you, you know He's going to take care of you. Hallelujah. You can forget that real quick. Fear can enter in on you and cause you to do all kinds of strange things. And so that would be a good one. Uh, and then this one, How to Flow Under Authority. I, have, I got about a five or six tape series I took off of the table because I want to live another 30 years and who listens to this wants to kill me. So I tried to modify it. And bring it to a place where we could talk about it in a way where people get it, how to flow under authority. A lot of people will know. And I'm going to tell you, your faith don't work unless you learn how to be under authority. Amen. Whether you want to hear that or not, that's the truth. Hallelujah. And this, this one, I've got two of these. That's how come I didn't have the other one. This is a two-CD uh, series. I had to cut it in half because I preached too long like I'm probably going to do tonight. That's how I expedite it. Uh, Isaac, a man of the well. Abraham was a man of the altar. He was a man of prayer. Isaac was a man of blessing. The Bible said he sowed in one year and reaped a hundredfold, but he just about missed it. He was on his way to Egypt, the very same thing that God, uh, that Abraham did, and he paid for it later in what happened to Lot. He was looking for the help of man. God stopped him and said, don't you go any further. If you'll stay right here and dwell in the land, I'll bless you. So the Bible said he sowed in one year and reaped a hundredfold. It's a good thing to know. And I'm missing one somewhere, honey. I did I... Uh, I'm still, I think I picked up the wrong little package here. Uh, no, it's another one in here. How to, how, how to not die before your time. I'm going to listen to that one myself. <laughs> Amen. I've had, uh, I, I, I'll say this. I'm sure, I'm sure Pastor had you pray. and Maybe you prayed for us and we appreciate it. You know, it's not often you can get to go in and have heart surgery and three days later out running three miles a day. God answered prayer. That's, that's the thing. I, I know it wasn't my great faith because I, you know, if my great faith was working, I wouldn't went in there to begin with. Amen. So God had wonderful, and has had mercy on us, strengthened us, and we're just going full blast. But this was preached before that. I should have preached it better and listened to what I said. How not to die before your time. There's people die. There's scripture about that. You can die before your time. And I don't want to die before my time. I want to fulfill my time in this earth. I want to get it done. So uh, I don't know what. We don't have a little table. Maybe just come over and see my wife. And this is $100 a piece. And you're getting your, you're getting your, you're getting your money's worth. Any way you look at it. Amen. Amen. You'll listen to a living man, won't you? Amen. I uh, want you to. Uh, I want to talk to you. I, you know, Pastor, uh, come and. Help us celebrate our, actually we're not quite in our 40th, 39th and 40th. We're, next month we're beginning our 40th year. Uh, actually, our daughter did it a little bit early. When I guess cover 39 and 40. Uh, that suits me fine because I've always been running on the opposite cylinder of everything else all my life anyhow, so it doesn't matter. But uh, one of the things that uh, was, we were ministered to, we just kind of had a family thing. We, we ministered to one another and everybody else has got to be in on it. It was a wonderful time for us. <laughs> And, uh, and we're grateful about that. And, and the Spirit of God uh, spoke some things to us about all of that, about, about some of this area of deliverance through uh, Pastor. And I knew that was the right word. You know, you get tired sometimes. You stand, in the, you stand 
You can have all kinds of anointing on you, but you get something to cast out devils, brother, and you stand at odds with everybody that can be at odds with you. It's something about that type of anointing that just absolutely, I don't know what, what happens. I, I, can just, I can tell you story after story after story where I've just been standing around minding my business and people just jump on me. <laughs> and I go to churches and, and I've attended churches and the Lord, I told the pastors, I said, I'm going to tell you right now, you want me to come, I'm glad, I appreciate it, but I'm going to cause problems. I ain't going to say a word, I'll keep my mouth shut, but I'm still going to cause problems. There's <laughs> just something about my person as a person, I don't know why it's that way. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I was loved by everybody, but that's not possible, I suppose. Uh, and I wouldn't, some of them I'm not sure I'm going to be loved by anyway, but, but, but you know what I'm saying. But uh, so it's just, for a while it was tough right after that word because I thought, geez, I mean, the devil got all stirred up and started doing all kinds of things. This has been, I started off last, not last, uh, the last part of last year, God said it's going to be a year of the impossible. I thought he, I thought he meant, Boy, you're going to see the impossible. I didn't know he meant it was going to be a year of the impossible. <laughs> and yet I have saw the impossible. Things that couldn't possibly have been done any other way. God's done. But it started off with an IRS audit. That's the way to start 2008 off. <laughs> For two years. That's nice. I, like, I just can't really wait. Uh, you know, for the, those kind of things to happen. And this, it didn't seem like everything uh, digressed and went downhill from there. Well, <laughs> it hasn't, but it looks that way. <laughs> Amen. And the year's not over. <laughs> Thank God. I've got a couple more months. I'm looking for a good thing. I, 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 was, uh, I don't know what I want to do. I think I want to uh, do something different here tonight, but let me see. Uh, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. Why I wrote that scripture down here for this message, I'll have no earthly idea. But it don't go. So we'll just read it. You've got to bless my hearing it. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3. Jeez, this is crazy tonight. <laughs> Actually, I, I should go to another one, and we may. But I want to talk to you about fatal omission tonight. And if it turns out real good and we get a good copy of it, I, I certainly want one because I'm going to put this one out on the table as well. But it's a series of messages I was going to say because begin to reveal some things to us about satanic operations in the earth. And I wrote this down from somewhere in here uh, that kind of adopts my philosophy for a while until God changes what he wants us to do. Demons and Satan are adapting the manner of their activity to the enlightening of the age and locality. That's a powerful statement. That is, the devil, he's working in this earth, and, and we're going to see something here in just a minute. I, I don't know how you can read Scripture and overlook certain things, but sometimes you can look at it and just don't see certain things. It's just there. I mean, you know, maybe it's not time for you to know it then, till later, but whatever way. But the fact is, demons and Satan are adopting their manner of their activity to the enlightening of days. That is, even in the religious realm. It's crazy. I get, a, I get an email about every day about a certain revival going on in a certain place of the country, and they want to ask me about it, and I write them back and say, if you have to ask, God's already talking to you about it. Quit asking. Leave it alone. Because if you're being stirred up to ask, there's probably something in your spirit saying you leave it alone. And, of course, now there's a lot of things coming out to make that a factual fact. And some of you may be doing it, and you're already mad at me right now. Well, you dismiss, you can go home. I want, I want happy people here tonight. I don't know. <laughs> But demons and Satan are adapting the manner of their activity to the enlightenment of the age and the locality. There's a thing called a familiar spirit 
that operates exactly like the real spirit. He comes to church more often than the saints do. He knows how to lift his hands. He knows how to do all the things that wherever he adapts himself to. And he can come in and sit down and do anything he wants to. And most people will never discern him, never discern him being there because they're not looking for that. And, and, and that's not bad. I mean, it's no need to look for it. But sometimes we override everything. We look right at something that's not right. And we override everything that God tries to tell us about that being not good for us or right for us, whatever he will say, and go ahead and accept it. And like one situation we know of, just two lady friends of ours are ministering deliverance to a person, sitting under a guy who has adopted himself the ministry of, a, he's adopted the prophetic ministry to himself. That's what he's done. And, he's, and I know for a fact, I had him in a revival mind, he's a liar. He lies. And makes the devil his daddy. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. And so I, and he said, he said the devil's a murderer and a liar from the beginning. That's what he's always been. You, you, you don't have to worry about the devil. He's, he's totally consistent in his character. He's a murderer and he's a liar. And anything he does is murder and a liar. But he may not do it in the way that we would expect him to do it. He's adapting it, listen, to the enlightenment of the age. There's been a move of the Spirit of God to bring the prophetic ministry back at it, and, it, and all we've had so far is pathetic. <laughs> we haven't had the real prophetic. Because the real prophetic is going to tell us to turn. Get our hearts right with God. Amen. And get back to the Lord and get to, get to a place of repentance. Which is a nasty word in most religious circles. You talk about repentance, they don't want to hear you. Well, not us, brother. We're okay. Well, you will be till I get through this message. <laughs> Hallelujah, amen. And I, 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 I be, I'm not mad at you. But I'm mad about the situation. I can tell you that right now. I am not a happy camper. I haven't been for a long time. And I always consistently say, God, show me how to preach. Because first of all, I'm limited in my abilities. I don't have a lot of uh, vocabulary. My main language before salvation was cussing. <laughs> and anything after that's been uphill. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, and I'm going to tell you the truth. Can I be honest with you for a minute? I tell you, I've never lived in the time like I'm living right now when I see things that provoke me to go back to my original language. <laughs> it really does, boy. I tell you, I get riled up. And that, they don't like you doing that. If you've been had heart surgery, they like for you to be calm. But anyway, so that, that's kind of what's going on. Well, let's look at this scripture here, 2 Timothy 3. Know this, this no, rather. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's the truth. Covetous. That's truth. You think that's not in the church. It sure is. Boasters. That's certainly there too. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection. Truce breakers. False accusers. Incontinent. Fierce. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors. Heady. High minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Now, now, all of those things are not good. And you would think, I would thought Paul, or Timothy, who wrote this, rather, or Paul, or it's a book to Timothy, I'm, I don't know for sure, Paul wrote it, we'll just say it that way. Why didn't he say having a form of ungodliness? You ever thought about that? Let's see more apropos for that context of Scripture. Having the form of God, if, you, if we're told these kind of people are going to operate, then, then 
what he's saying and what he's, the, what the, you could just take those five verses and right across them write the word deception, you'd have it right. Because the devil is adapting his operations to the enlightenment of the age. Let me keep that before you tonight. He's doing the, his method. This is, I'm, I'm dealing with a series of messages called about him and his methods. And this one's called fatal omission, what he, what he omits to do. But in the name of religion, it has a form of godliness or godlikeness. But it denies the power. Well, how would you actually, what is it do you have to deny to, 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 to negate the power? Well, first of all, the true gospel. That has to be negated in order to deny the, to negate the power of, the, of God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel it is the power of God unto salvation. Let's take the cross out. Because if you don't have a crucified life, you're living for yourself. You're selfish. That's right. You're all them things that he said. You take it out, it's gone. If you don't get, it, like I heard one preacher say, he said the devil can't live in someone who's on the cross. Huh? Well, he's living in a whole lot of church folks because they're not on the cross, buddy. And they're not going there either if I can help it. Because we're looking for ways to get around that and bypass all that. And we wonder where the power went. I can tell you right quick where it went. Where it's going to keep going if we don't get some things corrected. Hallelujah. I got you jumping now. I better get after it. Are we here? Yes. Fatal mission is or, or deals with this. That which is vital in the true faith and, that, and which is to be carefully omitted in the false faith. Talking about fatal omission. Is that which is vital in the true faith. I'm talking about what's omitted now. And, what, and which is to be carefully omitted in the false faith. That, that is, in the true faith... Uh, there are certain things that we're going to talk about here that's very relevant, very important to true faith. But it's not in false faith. It's a form of godliness, but it does not have power. It is that then which makes the true so potent, and without which the false becomes an immeasurable deception. It's going to make you work your brain a little bit tonight. It's that which makes the true so potent, and without which the false becomes an immeasurable deception. That is, if, you, if certain things are left out of the gospel, purposely or any other way, or just because we've been religiously trained to go and certain, do certain things, and we omit certain truths of the gospel, it's important, for example, you got back years ago, these are old statistics, but about 95% of the preachers in most of your major denominations denied the virgin birth. The cross, the shedding of the blood, various things that some, some of us who hold dear. Well, you don't hear a lot of preaching about shedding of blood. You don't hear a lot of preaching about some of those things in, uh, in the majority of religious circles. They don't talk about that. They, we water it down some way or another. And I'm not saying you just got to get up and preach on the blood all the time, but there's certain things that we negate. And then everything depends upon one point of distinction. The only difference that is, it is finally to exist between the false and the true is everything depends on the one point of distinction. That is, that, that is there are certain distinctive points about the true versus the false. There are certain things about that that makes that that makes it, even though they may be similar in outward appearance, they're not similar in, uh, in, in, in their effect because when the blood is preached, people are set free. Because there's life in the blood. There's power in the blood. And various other truths of the gospel. Now, I don't know how this is going to flow, but 
So far, it ain't done what I did the last time, so let's just go here. I preached this one time. I've got to do it about 50 to get it all up. The deception of the counterfeit depends... Now, listen, this is an important point. The deception of the counterfeit depends wholly upon its likeness to the real. That's the thing that makes it so powerful. It has a similitude. It's like it has a form of godliness, but it has no power. It looks exactly like the real. Well, most people, you know what I used to think, how in the world are people going to get involved with the Antichrist, the, you know, the ones that are left here in mind? And I believe that there's a lot of people that are sitting right in churches, and hopefully nobody here like that tonight, that's going to miss the rapture because they say, well, I don't believe Jesus is coming. If you don't believe it, you ain't going. You hear what I said? Somebody said, I don't believe in the rapture. Well, you believe what you want to. I do. Well, somebody said, that's the escape route. Yes, that's why I'm looking for it. Hallelujah. Why well, I want to hang around here for? Glory to God. I ain't going to deny it. Hallelujah. But I don't believe it, so just stay here. You can have my house and my bills. They'll all be down 336 South Grant and Litchfield. Now, so the deception of the counterfeit depends wholly upon its likeness to the real. By this, it is, by this is revealed the reason for calling that a lie or deception which is externally so like the real. Mm-hmm. By this is revealed the reason for calling that a lie or deception which is externally so like the real. Because the deception of the counterfeit looks so much like the real. That's what I'm saying. This deception is a great pitfall because it seems like the truth of God, but it robs its followers of any basis for true hope. What is it? For by grace are you saved through faith. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, so what happens when a person gets a false religion? They get a bunch of works and things that they can do that will come to the satisfaction of their flesh and the, the, the feeling that they fulfill some religious duty, but, they, the, but the hope of the gospel is taken from them because the person of Christ, who is the center of all that God has ever done and will ever do, has removed from that, and man has taken his place. Unregenerate man. We'll see that further as we go. There's point, there's a point of, there are points of difference. I think points, sometimes I don't write down what I'm trying to say. First, we must consider the present perverted relationship between the Creator and the fallen human creature. There's two points of Satan's doctrine that's announced to man. The first one was his bold denial of a positive statement of God when God said, Today you eat this fruit, you're going to die. Well, back and go through that again. There are points of difference. First, we must consider the present perverted relationship between the Creator and the, fa- and the fallen human creature. That's, that's one of the reasons why the prophetic voice or any other kind of a voice that has the true gospel in it is that we're going to... We, one of the things that God said every believer has, including ministry gifts, is the ministry of reconciliation. Our job is to, is to get a marriage performed between a fallen humanity and the Lord Jesus Christ and not just a marriage in name, but one that has been consummated by relationship. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. I can tell you that right now. If you're listening, that's okay. You don't have to shout. Hallelujah. So there are two points that come along with this. Two points of Satan's doctrine, which there was something I wrote down. I'm going to make sure that I got out to you before uh, I went too far in because it's important. The Bible said in 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2 that there's a doctrine of devils. So Satan has a doctrine. Then Revelation 2, 24 says he has the deep things of Satan. That's a counterfeit and a mimic of the deep things of God that Paul talked about. And then he has a synagogue. He has a church. Where's his church at? His church is the tares sowed amongst the wheat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. 
They bear the likeness of the wheat, but they have nothing on the inside. See, that's the thing about it. We got an empty, dead, dried up religion that, in massive amounts of it. You got churches, we call them sensor, seeker sensitive, or, or whatever all the other names we have for them, but they, they basically deny some of the, the true points of the gospel, and they have social gatherings for people to gather together, and they preach another gospel to them that doesn't have any power, require any commitment, or any relationship between them and their Creator. And so, therefore, they can go through their Sunday morning things and their, or any other time of the week and never, ever have a one-on-one encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when that happens, everything changes as we know it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, so there's a bold now. The devil, he was bold. He said, well, you know, you don't want to do that. I mean, you, you don't have to worry about that. You're not going to die. By deception, Satan was trying to direct the lives of those under his power. In Listen to me. This is a very important point. Into a degree of self Development. Now, brother, if you listen to a lot of, you just turn the TV on Sunday morning if you can stand it. I can't. I, I'm serious. I, I'm really. I'm, I am. I'm. I am concerned about myself sometimes because I really get. I just, I'm gonna. Mm, somebody give me a, a rubber brick to throw at my TV. So I, uh, you know, but I, I listen. I think to myself, and it's, it don't sound bad. Some of it's not bad, but it's some good stuff. But the point of it is, it's, it's more from the old timers, you'd call it psychology. Well, there's nothing wrong with psychology in its right order, but the, but the thing about it is, it's, you know, it's, it's trying to uh, develop you. Yeah. I'm going to make you better. I'm going to give you so many points, you'll get better. Listen, you ain't nothing but a mud pie and a wretched sinner saved by grace. That's, that's, you're going to have to get there before you ever get anywhere else. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's all I am. I ain't no better than you are. I'm not talking about just you. I know about all of us. We, we don't, we, we, listen, you can't rise till you learn that you've fallen. You've got to learn where you've fallen to. You've got to learn what kind of a situation you're in. And you can develop all you want to. You ought to develop. You ought to, there's a lot of things you can, that we can do better, but that's not your salvation. Right. Hallelujah. I'm going to say it again. So Satan, by deception, was trying to direct the life. I am never going to get these 45 pages done tonight. I can see that. <laughs> Not quite that many, but it seems like it. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, you want to start, and, and you say, man, I better get to this point. But if I get that point, I better get to that because nobody's going to understand exactly what I'm talking about unless I get that point. And so I get to a point of no return, and I have to go the rest of the way. So, you know, I'm trying here. Now, so Satan, by deception, was trying to direct the lives of those under his power into a degree of self-development that will be a substitute for the revealed purpose of God for man. The very question he posed to Adam and Eve was to draw worship, which is what he's after, from God to himself. But if you think he's going to walk into the church house and say, Hey, I'm the devil, I'm the boogeyman, and I want a little worship, would you please give me some? Uh -uh. He's he's, He's not that dumb. So he's trying to, and here's what he was really trying to do, be exactly like the most high God. Hey, I actually got through page one and two. That's wonderful. The second announcement of Satan is... I wrote something else down here when I was out in the car, and I got to see what I've done. Yeah, yeah, it was good. St- it was good. I'm glad you give me that, Lord. <laughs> Second announcement of Satan was, he assured the woman that they would, by this independent action, be as gods. And this so far, this was so far from the promising, or the promise of death, to them, that God said you'll happen to them if you eat, that immediately, to them, that the immediate realization of the highest ideal, 
or that or to be like God, they said, we'll take this, we'll go this. I don't want to have to be worrying about dying, I'll just go this route. I got some shocking news for you if you've never heard this. It's appointed unto man wants to die. You are dead duck, pal, if you live long enough. Huh? You're a goner. You're not going to get out of this world alive unless it is the rapture. Huh? So he said, so he said, just do this. Now watch it, the independent action. Here I wrote this thing that patience is the force that frees us from time consciousness. My wife and I, we were talking today how much we need patience because we, I don't know what it is. We can go in and sit down in a restaurant any time around lunchtime in the day and as sure as there's a God in heaven, here comes the sweeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Yeah. I want to, I just have to... On my tongue, I say, Why don't you take that dust bucket and that broom go over somewhere else and don't be bothering me while I'm eating? <laughs> Wrong with you here. And then we went into one, finally, last night before we got service. I went in, we got one there in town. It's kind of this, for, we call it the blue hair place. It's where all the. <laughs> it's what color my hair would be if it didn't have color on it. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> But, but I don't hang around places like that. I want to be around young folks. But uh, uh, we went in there, and, and, and this now I'm talking about patience. Now keep this in mind. This is a little side road to kind of lighten up and lighten up some of these intense moments. Is what's about, about ready to happen. But anyway, still, we went in there. Here it was the last time he was in there. Here's two of them. Here's the owner, and here's one of the workers. And I'm saying, I said, what is it? I'm over here. Am I invisible? Don't you see me standing here? I'm hungry. You know, if I was a hungry man, I might eat you before you get my order taken. So they said, yeah, 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 yeah. So I said, just forget it. I'm going to leave. So I left. Nope, not much patience. Time before that, the same thing happened. So last night I went in, and one was way over here, and one was standing there who looked like they just graduated from kindergarten. And she said, can I help you? I said, yeah, I hope so, because the last two times I've been in here, you've been doing something else. Boy, things move fast then. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we live in that, that type of society. It's high-pitched, it's high-powered. You know what the devil's done to the church? He has adapted competition as a part of the spiritual society. And he's got, and in our patience, he, we're freed from time constantly. God's a God of patience. I'm going to tell you something about God. Somebody said, well, you know what? I've been believing God for some money. My bills were due Friday, and he still hasn't come yet, but he's God. He can get it there anytime he wants to. He can let you hang out till you can't hang out anymore. And you hate the word hanging when you hear it. And drop it on you when they're about ready to take you out the door and haul you down somewhere and set everything you got. And, 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 and hawk you for a little bit of money, 50 or 60 cents, whatever you're worth. I was thinking about me when I said that, but anyway, yeah, because he because it doesn't he doesn't he doesn't nobody pushes God, nobody forces God, nobody gets him to do anything. He's just not going to do it, but he can deliver you because he's a God of the past, present, and the future, or we say it in the now. Hallelujah! So he's not bound to. And see, we don't operate there. We don't live there. Christ, Christ. Through life on the basis.
the blood. 